Hello, hola, and ida hanya ni duhim. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 17th episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast. My name is Nidia Guiti, and by profession, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. In this podcast, I share tips on how to build confidence as you transform and build your natural hair by way of sharing my own story and lessons that I've learned along the way in my own natural hair journey. I firmly believe that mindset and perspective shifts how we think and feel about ourselves. So, hmm, I don't even know where to start. Um, So I just celebrated my 34th birthday on June 6th, Sunday, June 6th. And I'll share that since then, it's definitely felt like energy moving through me. Um, And I don't have the words just yet to like fully articulate the the magnitude of like, what I've been feeling, but I will say that release is good. Um, release is necessary, although hard. And in this episode, <laughs> in this episode, um, I I met with Amani Cloter, and she had freeform locks for five years, and she shares her story on what release looked like for her. Links and ways to contact Amani are going to be listed in the description of this podcast episode and enjoy we are too litty right now so shout out to my first gutty for my guest on the naturally ever after podcast introduce yourself numa yes so my name is amani clotter um known on social media as afro latina with the underscore um so yeah also, Garifuna from both Guatemala and Honduras. So, hey, sis. Hey, boo. So, you said Guatemala and Honduras. I knew about Guatemala, but not Honduras. So, which parent is from where? My dad is Honduran. Oh, okay. What part of Honduras is your dad from? From Cortes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And but his father's from Bahamar. So, that's where most of the clotters are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And your mom, of course, is from Guatemala. Yes, from Livingston, Guatemala. That's where I call home. Mm-hmm. Special place in my heart, yeah. When was the last time you went home? Ooh, when was the last time? You know what? Right before the pandemic. So right before the shutdown, I, I was there in January. Yeah. And thank God I did. Thank God I was out there. I, I feel like I needed to be with my ancestors, make peace with them, and then come back into the craziness, you know? So you, you came back to a lot. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. And they kept me alive. Amen. Look, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for my ancestors you know, specifically and God. Yeah. Yeah. So today's episode, y'all, I'm doing a series with phenomenal women that are doing amazing things. They're also transitioning in big ways. So I reached out to Amani and I was like, I noticed you cut your hair. She had beautiful freeform locks and now she doesn't. She has a shorter cut, which looks beautiful, by the way. You look very reasonable. It's like, I think that the hair or I, I noticed rather, I see your face more now that the locks aren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I see my face more too. It, right, it's, it's very, it's very, um, I see, I see the, y'all can't see me and I'm touching my face. Like, <laughs> what words can I use? I, I notice your cheekbones way more than, than I did before. And your face is just very like present. And I'm like, why did I not 
see her in this way before. You look beautiful. Let me just say that. You, you look gorgeous, you. sis. Yes, thank you so much. Means a lot. So when did you cut your hair? So I cut my hair April 3rd of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and I didn't even do it myself. I'm thinking like, ooh, like if I ever cut my hair, like there's going to be a whole like process and ritual I'm going to do. I did not do that. I went to a salon in the Bronx and I was like, get rid of it. And they gagged. I don't know why people do that. They like, they're just like, oh my God, why do you want to cut it? Oh my God. But then there was a brave soul there who came with the scissors and she was like, all right, you're ready. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Everybody else in the salon who was getting their hair done were, I'm telling you, like, their jaw was on the floor, but I needed to do it it at that moment. So, So how, explain that experience for you at the salon. So it sounds like you are clear, like, look, I'm ready, I'm done cut it and then you have this pushback yeah yeah like the owner she like I said she was gagging and was just like why how long have you had it it's so pretty like people pay for to have fold, like fold locks that look like this and I'm like yeah I know I used to pay to have fold locks too before I had locks like all of, everything y'all telling me is nothing is nothing new I had already made peace with the fact that I wanted to cut it off in fact when I first got the locks like when the lady was doing the little uh comb the comb coil, mm-hmm. um, which bad idea for coarsey hair, but we'll talk about that. Um, when she was doing that, I was just like, oh, one day I'm gonna cut these off. Like I knew, I knew mm-hmm. I'm not one to be attached to my hair like that. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is not, not the case. It seems like in a lot of ways or not a lot of ways, but with a lot of people, it's like, you know, my hair has meaning for whatever this meaning is. Yeah. I mean, and when I had my locks, it no, it, it they meant a lot to me. Like that whole process of locking my hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, hair, the hair journey. Period. It 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 was good to me. It did its job, and it needed to go. I was I was ready for a change. I was health was all over the place. My mental mm-hmm. health was all over the place, and you know, I'm one of those people who believes that locks hold on to energy mm-hmm. and to experiences. Mm-hmm. I was a totally different person than I was, you know, the day I cut them off from when I first got them when I was 25, like completely different. I don't know that girl anymore. Mm-hmm. She's grown. Yeah. Grown, grown, grown. Yeah. <laughs> so let's rewind before we fast forward. So let's talk about a little bit what your natural hair journey was leading up to you deciding to get locks. Oh my God. You know, so I, um, you know, for those who don't know me, like I'm a, dark skin garifuna woman with 4C hair like the most I say nati hair like it's just it's dry it's very fragile um so it's it's hard to to keep up with at least for me I'm not I'm not a creative person I'm not a hair person or you know mm-hmm. I touch my hair it breaks off like the minute so mm-hmm. going my decision to be natural happened in college I went to the University of Delaware, middle of nowhere. Who's going to do my hair? So, you know, I was out there for the first three years looking crazy because I couldn't get the perm every month. Really? You know? There's not places in Delaware? But not that I was going to, you know, I'm not going to trust them. I, and I didn't have a car. So right, on campus, right. yeah, on campus, salons, <laughs> and I'm not letting them touch my hair. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no shade, but I need, you know, people who know how to work with black hair. Right. Um, so... 
when I decided I cut off, so, so the way my hair is now is how I cut my hair mm-hmm. in college um, and let it grow out. And at the time there were different people in school who, who cut their hair as well. So I wasn't the only one. Right. Um, and I felt like there was a, you know, a small community of us who kind of decided mm-hmm. to, to go natural and it was great. I, I knew from that moment, I'm not going to perm my hair again. Mm. So that, so this is what, 2000? That was 20, 2012. 2012, okay. Um, yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, like I struggled with maintaining my loose natural. Like it, again, we, I live in New York City. It's cold, you know, and just to have, and then to, to try to do different designs, mm-hmm. it was hard. So I spent most of my time, like my hair was under head wraps, which was great. You know, I felt like a lot of people knew me in college and grad school because of my head wraps. Um, but I, to be completely honest with you, that struggle did bring some insecurities for me. I couldn't be like the the girls on YouTube I would see with the long curls that were nice and bouncy. My hair does not move. My hair, my hair be like, what's that water? Okay, like, and two seconds later, it's dry again. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was a struggle. So I did a lot of like um, protective styles and and that was fine for me. I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. as much as you feel comfortable talk a little bit about those insecurities that came up because I always notice not always but more more times than not I notice that YouTube is the reference mm-hmm. and it's just like there's, there's a type of YouTube person or people that the natural hair community goes to for advice but they don't represent the the spectrum of natural hair no. And at that time, I know YouTube has changed now, but back then there really weren't that many 4C girls mm-hmm. on there talking about, you know, how they do their hair, what products. Right. They do. So, no, that caused a lot of insecurity for me. I didn't want to wear my hair out all the time mm-hmm. um, because it was so short. It was, it looks so short. It, my hair, it, the shrinkage is real. And so, right. you know, it, and then I would have other friends who are natural, but have, like I said, long, luscious curls and things like that. And I'm like, you know, I've been natural for five years and you would never know, like, you know, it just looks like a brillo pad on my head. And that was, that was very real for me. I mean, like I said, I'm glad that things have changed now. I really do wish that back then there was, there were more people talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it's, it's weird. I think this is the first time I'm actually like looking back and thinking back about that time. And yeah, yeah that, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah, I can empathize with that feeling of insecurity. So I went to the University of Vermont. I had no idea Delaware felt like the middle of nowhere as well. Vermont for me felt like, like no man's land when it came to like hair and support. And I know how to do hair and still felt like an outsider. Because it's just like, all right, I'm gonna try this twist out. I don't know what I don't know what this will look like, but let me try. Sometimes it was, you know, okay, and then other times I'm like, I kind of want to get a relaxer again, because at least I know, I know, I know my hair will do what I need it to do, in the way I was accustomed to. Because this new thing doesn't feel, it's not familiar. I know I wasn't taught how to do my natural hair. No. I neither was neither was what what is natural <laughs> hair like I got to know myself truly sorry about the dog. what is natural hair <laughs> right like I didn't and that's sad right because as and, and things have changed now but mm-hmm. 
as Black women, we are growing up with relaxers, not even knowing the texture that's, that yeah. literally we were born with, that it's growing out of our head. And we're controlling it the minute it comes out, the minute I see the little, you know, I got to get a little touch up. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean about our confidence and who we are as a people? Yeah. Our hair is like this for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go to the next segment. So what are three things that you've noticed since you've cut your locks that are easier and three things that you notice that are challenging? Ooh, showering. Mm. And just standing under the shower and just letting yes. my head. Because my locks, by the time I cut them, they were like, they were pretty long. They were just like, I guess, right above my lower back, if that makes any sense. Um, so they, and they would take forever to dry. So showering mm-hmm. with them and they're really heavy if I put them up. So, you know, it was always a, an issue showering. Um, you know, but a sis, sis still took a shower. Don't think I'm out here. Right. <laughs> But now to just like, I, I don't know if you, if you know how that feels, but man, it just feels like freedom. It's almost like when I cut my hair after, you know, after a perm, like that first time yeah. I got to stand in the shower. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm standing here. You know, back in, you know, with perms, water's the devil. So it, is. it really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, I'm just like, that's so sad. I, I was neglecting or I took this, this, this feeling away from myself, mm. you know, when I had a perm. And then when I had locks, you know, of course, cause they, they take forever to dry. Um, another mm. thing I found easy or better. I mean, I don't have to worry about, you know, getting my, my locks retwisted. I used to get them retwisted about every two months or so. It was mm. expensive. So I try to, um, I'm a social worker, so, you know, um, I try to space it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Amen. Amen. I don't have to see it okay. on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and I would say the last thing, I mean, sleeping is easier, you know, I guess. So I guess for the three things that are harder, I guess more difficult during this time, I mean, I miss my locks it took me about a month before I realized like, oh, they're really gone, gone. Yeah. I mean, they're in a box in my house, <laughs> but you know, they're no longer in my head, on my head. Um, and it's it definitely made me reflect on you just the past couple of, the past five years, I had them for five years and you know, what they meant to me, but I, then I remember how ready I was to yeah. let them go. Like it always comes back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting used to my face. You know, you said that you see my face more. I realized that with my locks, I used to use it as like a way to hide. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone would pay attention to my locks. Like, oh, I like your locks. That's all people would talk about. And I'm just like, okay, perfect. I don't have to, me being a shy person and an introvert, it's like, I don't have to really like show who I really am. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's boom, this is it. Like, you know, like that you see everything, everything. Um, so that's a little bit scary, but it's okay. Uh, and now also trying to figure out my style. I feel like clothes looks different on me now. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It's it's just it's oh no not at different. all it's different this it's, is it's so different and <laughs> it's definitely brought out 
I would say some of my masculinity a little bit more. Like I'm a little bit more comfortable with all of me. And I mean, to me, that just means like, oh, I could dress, you know, a little bit baggy or wear my hat or wear a cap backwards. And like, I've always wanted to do that as a kid and always felt like, oh, to be feminine, I can't do that. But now <laughs> I am- Where does this voice come from? <laughs> I'm an only child. I have hella voices, girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <For> your ways. <laughs> so it's, a, it's taken a lot to get used mm-hmm. to. I'm not even gonna lie for like people who are thinking about cutting and things like that. Like it, cutting itself is a, is that is a journey. Yeah. that I wasn't prepared for mm-hmm. but I'm liking it I'm not even gonna lie I'm like yeah I'm really really happy for you because it really sounds like liberating to to be in this new space and now have this time more time to focus and direct your energy to other things that hair used to kind of just take up yeah because of like you know minor inconveniences of just having being a woman and having a lot of hair yes yeah Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad uh, it's also summertime. So Mm -hmm. I can't wear my head wraps all the time or else like, I feel like I'm burning up. Um, I'm forced to go out and just kind of, you know, be me. And when I tell you, I was not expecting people to respond the way they did. Like, this is going to be crazy. I'm saying this, but yo, the cat callers on the street have not stopped calling. All right. Mm. I was expecting that. Like, oh, you know, ain't nobody going to look my way. That has not changed at all. It's the essence. I think that there's something to be said about women with short hair when what society teaches is long and big because you you need a level of boldness to feel confident in just being. Mm-hmm. You live in a society where it tells, it, it literally tells women everything that you're not all of the time. There was this post, remember like when... um. Monique was talking about bonnets. Um, and I saw this post on TikTok or from TikTok, it was on Instagram though. And this woman was like, we wear bonnets, we're this. If we wear weaves, we're this. If we have this, we're this. Like everybody is policing everything that a black woman does to your hair. Sis, go do you. Whether it's a shortcut, if you want free form locks, if you want to wear a weave, if you want braids, if you want purple hair, if you want green hair, if you want a relaxer, or if you don't, if you want to get a perm, or if you don't, if you want to wear head wraps, if you want to wear anything, do what you want to do because people are going to judge you anyway. Right. People right. are going to judge you anyway. Right. So I think that when, 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 for the women that I know that have reached that level where it's just like, you know what, fuck it, let me just. Let me just do whatever it is that I want. That level of confidence is not um, as mainstream as it should be. I, I believe that it exists. I believe that more people, if if that confidence is nurtured, more people will have it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because I don't, I, I, you know, when people say things like, you know, well, I don't, it, people just need to be more confident. I was like, no, the confidence is there. It is there. It needs to be nurtured so that you you feel open and safe. That's the word I'm looking for. So that you feel safe to just be you. Because when we're in spaces where you're constantly being critiqued, this is not a safe space to just be. So you kind of pick and choose your battles of how am I going to show up in this space? How am I going to show up in that space? And then when you decide, like literally decide, this is me and you do with it what you want, you walk in with the light that's unshakable. Yes. Unshakable, 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 unshakable. 
What's, what are three things that you want people to know about you now? Of, of where Amani is now? Ooh. Mm, that's a good one. Oof. Man. I've grown. Okay. I've grown. And that can mean many things. And I'm going to leave it at that. You know? Okay. Whatever came to your mind, like, oh, did she grow in this? Yes, she did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, I've, I'm, man, and especially I'd say within the last year, and mm-hmm. the last, was it, it's the last six months now, we're in June. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not my hair. Yeah. I'm not, you know, like I said, if anyone was wondering, it was because of health and mental health. I've been ready to cut my hair for the last three years. Um, and those three years were very hard three years for me. And so to finally be able to just say, like you said, like I'm done, like I'm ready to just, I need to do this for me, not for the world. It felt so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I guess the third one is I'm focusing on me now. Mm-hmm. Know that, know that. I'm a lover. I'm a giver. I feel like my locks was part of that. They stayed on my head for as long as they did. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I felt like I had to I didn't give my, not give my look, but on social media, I would find myself on different pages, just randomly. You know, I'd be on a Pinterest and I see myself. I'm just like, okay, this is crazy, but I'm inspiring people. And like, yeah especially as like a, a social worker like me, I'm just like, but I want to inspire. So right, maybe I should right. my locks, you know? And nah, I had to make the, I had to make the choice for me. And I'm, I'm still very proud of that choice. Yes, it's different. Yes, I'm still getting used to it. And I'm glad, you know, we're talking about this. Um, this is not, who, who am I going to talk about this with, you know? So thank you for this space and for this platform. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good with my hair. So I want to go back to the comment you said, I will find myself everywhere. I would find you too. I'm like, I know her. <laughs> oh my God. That so is- I can't begin to imagine what that felt like for you. <laughs> it's scary. It is. There was one time where it was a specific year. I will never forget 2018. Mm-hmm. People stopped me in Brooklyn. Mm. it was like oh my god I know you I was I was going through customs in Jamaica and somebody stopped me yes oh my god international influence (laughs) but of course I'm just like oh my gosh like my locks helped me connect me with all these different people like and again like I'm an introvert so it's like I'm I just rather kind of just like hide um and I thought it was so cool but you know it was good for when for that time in my life I'm in a different space now so Mm. I'm curious as to what this new journey will bring for you. Well, you know, I'm actually growing my hair to redo my locks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want a whole new set. Um, I want to go through that journey again, the lock journey from the very first day. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first got my locks, it, like I said, it got it, I did the comb coils, would mm-hmm. not recommend. Um, Why not? Because so, okay, so we'll, let's talk about methods. Yeah. when it comes to locks because I've had locks three times which I'll share later but um you didn't know this I'm gagging I'm gonna send you pictures I've had locks three times 
I think that the method that's going to work for me is interlocking because cone coils don't, are not good for me. Two strand twist is not good to an extent. I feel like it has to be a combination of interlocking and two strand. And then I did comb coils again, but with shorter hair. At that point, I cut my hair like it was like a bob, not a bob. It was a short buzz cut in the back. And then the top was um, longer, like, like, like blonde. And then I did the comb coils and every time I wash my hair, they would come out. And I'm like, this is a waste. (laughs) I had three good locks. The last set, I had three good locks of top amount me. And every time I wash it, everything will come out. But my three locks would right. stay. And right. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try. And then I get like chicken feet, just right, bam, just yep. right there. Right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did, I also did the comb coil. And for mm-hmm. me, with my, you know, super coily hair, it just would not, it would not stick. Um, mm-hmm. It took six months of it becoming a fro again and me trying to like, manipulated it was just too much mm-hmm. for it to finally form mm-hmm. um so if I could go back or I guess the second time around I want to try the two stand two strand twist because that stays in my head and mm-hmm. actually if I don't take it out in two days it'll start to drip okay so, mm-hmm. um yeah so I did I did that and then um I probably kept it I did maintenance for about the first yeah for the first six months maintained it went to the salon um and then I went two years after that without do, without getting anything, and I felt like that's when it that's when it grew the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's and a good point to make because when we manipulate our hair a lot, that's that's it's a lot of tension and pulling that disrupts the growth pattern. Exactly, and I think that's why I was able to have like as much hair on my head and as thick as they were. Mm-hmm. I was able to do that because of I didn't I didn't touch it, I didn't manipulate it. Now, you know, I think a lot of people are also afraid. Well, man, if I have free form or semi free form, what does that mean for work? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a social worker, and you know, I, I was I was real you know real slick with it. Interviews have my hair covered mm-hmm. because I just didn't want you know. Yeah. At the time, I was just like, oh, I don't want them to say anything. And then first day of the job, boom. <laughs> Pick it off. <laughs> right. Hello. I got these, you know, half freeform locks looking, half row, you know, thing going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were fine with it. Um, but yeah, I didn't. My hair, I would say my hair grew the fastest when it was in locks. Mm-hmm. It was the healthiest when it was in locks. And I've come to the realization that that's what my hair wants. And that's what my hair likes. Right. So I just needed to get rid of those. I I, mm-hmm. I needed to separate myself from mm-hmm. everything that it held on. So. Yeah. I like that you brought up the part about work because that comes up a lot in the lock community about, I think that in general, or at least my experience has been, and you can correct or chime in in that part, that the social work field is forgiving. Yes. In comparison to other fields where it's just like, no. Social work is like kind of liberal depending on where you are. So it's like tattoos aren't really a big thing. Piercings aren't really a big thing. Locks, not so much. Depending on the space, even hair color may not be a big thing. Like where I work now, the old receptionist used to have purple hair. I'm like, oh, word? I'm getting long braids. I'm going yeah. to get purple cornrows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my I'm going to post that soon. You heard it here first. I'm going to get cornrows. But again, it really depends on the setting. I think that for me, at least in my journey now, um, I'm not going to jobs to conform to what their 
yeah. their space is I'm showing up as me and you do with it what you want. Um, so when you said, you know, I show up to my interview, you know, my hair covered. And then, so my, my new question is, have you ever been to an interview where you just show up with your hair as is? Yeah, I have. Okay. Now that I get the job. Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> really? I did not. But you know what? I am happy about that. because these Okay. Okay. Right. So at the job I have now, I'm at a hospital now and mm-hmm. I, I did cover my hair. I definitely did. And, um, which was, you know, which was fine. And then, you know, and I, the, the type of job, the type of hospital setting, you know, it's a, is a clinic for adults living with HIV. Mm-hmm. So our patients come from all walks of life yeah. and yeah. it's so beautiful to mm-hmm. see sometimes like the diversity. So what, mm-hmm. like, once I rolled up with my locks, like my patient was just like, oh yeah, some of them had locks themselves or some of them were hairs. Like it, it always brought conversation. So I'm happy I was able to use my locks for that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful way to connect with people, especially in the healthcare field, because it's not as diverse. Um, yeah. Where, where patients are, are really able to see themselves in the provider, where you start to build rapport and, and trust like, oh, okay, I can, I can tell you a few things. Let's, right, let's right. see let's see how this lands and I share a little bit more and then more so that's good you know but then it, it did get kind of weird when I had a couple of patients say that they found me on social media oh, man <laughs> um so since then my social media has been closed and tight mm-hmm. uh, in case anyone's wondering that that is why you know just for social work ethics reasons but yeah but Still a way to connect. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we wrap up, share with our audience, what is something that you, what's something new that you learned? What's something that you had to relearn? And what is something that you unlearned? Ooh, and y'all can't see her, but she just made a face. <laughs> I'm hella expressive on my face. Yes. Um, so something I learned was that the first one yes something new so new relearn and unlearn yes something new I learned was that I can survive change Mm. Ooh, I was so scared like yo I'm scared you said something there look I don't know not one person who isn't scared of change you know we're 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 human beings yeah Um, and it was so drastic like you know like I just said everything that my locks did represent to me Mm -hmm. um it was so drastic but I was ready and I'm happy that I followed that that feeling yeah um something that girl you know me and my memory hold on what (laughs) (laughs) I wish y'all could see her so she goes me and my memory and then touches her temple like like that's supposed to help it down like it's gonna it is gonna help (laughs) (laughs) so something I unlearned oh something I unlearned wow um hmm oh something that I unlearned was that locks is the only thing that Mm. could be beautiful on me Mm. oh yes yes Yes. Hmm. Especially with my, you know, with my hair type when I just talked about that, mm-hmm. you know, I thought, you know, this is going to be it forever, you know, just locks, but I'm going to take my time growing my hair back. Like yeah. it's, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Um, 
this this change it's like doing an experiment with myself it's very mm-hmm. um, and something that I have to relearn is how to take care of this hair I cannot use the same products anymore mm-hmm. I, I cannot have the same routine Mm-hmm. I totally forgot it. Like when I say I let it go five years ago, when I locked my hair, I let it go. So now I have to, and a lot of those products don't even exist anymore, you know, or shade, like no shade, you know, but shade moisture has changed since yeah. I used to use it back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I need to go and figure out new products. And if anybody, you know, has 4C hair that is mad dry, mm-hmm. please help a sister out. Mm-hmm. Um, some conditioner some shampoo something you know something so there's this service and i love i love um this company it's called curlbox have you heard of them oh curlbox yes so it is a monthly hair subscription of natural hair products some some mainstream natural some i would say up and coming and then just products in general but what i do like about it is price because when we're experimenting especially when you do something so different from the hairstyle that you've been wearing before and the products you find that the products don't find the same, the worst thing you could do is go to the beauty supply store and just buy stuff because you don't know if you're going to like it. You don't know if it's going to work well for your hair, but what you do know is you're going to spend way too much money for things that you're not even going to use the whole thing. So Curlbox, you get, I'm not sure how many full size they have now, but back when I had it, um, it was three full size products and you get a whole bunch of sample size stuff. And then maybe like a brush and like a head wrap. They'll have like cute stuff. And in that, I would sample the, the products that were there. And if I liked it, I would buy the full size. And if I didn't, at least I tried it. And it's a fixed amount. At the time, it was $25 a month. I don't know what it is now. It's probably like 30 but that includes shipping. And yeah, you get to just try out products. And if you like it, keep it. And if you don't, give it away. Yeah. And it's cost effective. That's the biggest thing. Right. And it, like you said, especially during this transition period, yeah. where I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So thank you for that. Yeah. So that's, that's a way to try new products without, you know, breaking the bank or doing too much. And because your hair is shorter, it's not, that's, I was hoping, and I was cu- not hoping, but curious if you were going to say about how much money you're saving uh, hair product. Wait, wait, hold on. No, you don't have to use a whole bottle of nothing anymore. Well, when I was locked, I just used shampoo and conditioner. Everything okay. else was oils. Mm-hmm. Um, my hair holds on to anything and everything, and it stays in there. It's hard to wash because it's so mm-hmm. thick. So, you know, I have to be very careful. But when I tell you I save money in that salon, <laughs> can, I, can we talk about that? It's not cheap. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. It's not cheap. Like, I, you know, I'm probably, this is hilarious. I'm saying this out loud. I'm probably saving about, $300 a month every two months I would say like yeah that's where I'm at yeah it that's feels nice it feels nice you know you want to trade <laughs> <laughs> I granted I love no longer having a relaxer I also feel like I'm in that space where it's like this is stupid mm-hmm mm. mm-hmm I've gotten better with my routine, which is why I'm still doing it. But um, the amount of conditioner I use is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's not a dime size of anything. Oh, it's a lie, y'all. Nobody yeah. a dime size of anything when you're a black woman with thick natural hair. It's not a dime size. It's the bottle. The, literally, 
literally. So you you know what I'm talking about. Right. It's the bottle at one time. Oh my god. Shampoo will last me forever. Conditioner, no. Yeah, but then, yeah, no, no, not conditioner. Oh, back to yeah, back to the life. Back to the life. So where can people find you? Okay, well, you can add me on Instagram at Afrolatina underscore. Um, my sister and I are coming out with a podcast soon. So also follow us yes. at <laughs> Nasty. That is deep and nasty. <laughs> um, <laughs> the sound and everything, y'all. Um, and yeah, and Facebook, Mani May. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being part of this conversation. I'm going to post the link to the podcast on the description of this episode. And thank you for tuning in, y'all. Thank you, Mani. Thank you. Bye.